Hi guys and welcome back to the Stoop Tea. So my name is Rosanit and I'm Liz Santana. Welcome back. This is our fifth episode and we're excited for our fifth episode. Time flies, man. Like we're already on our fifth episode. For all of the episodes that we have done so far, it feels so good to talk about all these things, you know, like this, a lot of them are personal and a lot of them are not personal, but it just feels good to be able to talk about stuff. It feels like our own therapy. 100% with you. So you know who needs to go to therapy? (laughs) Couples. I've heard that divorce rates have been getting higher and higher. And I know this might have something to do with quarantine and everyone being stuck together (laughs) for two months. Doesn't that make you think like, you know, why would a quarantine kind of like make you to divorce your partner? You know what I mean? That means you guys did not spend enough time together. You guys did not know each other well enough to be able to say, okay, you know, we can get through this together. In Spanish, we say un cuchillo con dos filo, like a knife with two with two heads <laughs> kind of thing. Because it's like, oh, yeah, I love my partner. You see all these couples, all lovey-dovey. But that's because you spend hours away from them. But now that you're quarantined with your partner, it's kind of like, I need to divorce this man. I just, I, I, I met another side to him that I never, no, that's crazy. I find that crazy. Do you know what it is, too? Like, there's a lot of things that happen, especially early on in relationships that are triggers or red flags that people choose to ignore or they don't sit down and talk about it. Like there's a lot of, a lot of things that people just don't communicate on. One of the things that a lot of people don't like to talk about is money finances. When you are in a relationship with someone, you guys have different spending habits and yeah. on, depending on your spending habits and how your relationship is with money is what can trigger certain discussions or arguments, even if you both make good money. With quarantine happening, a lot of people didn't work. A lot of people lost their jobs and that caused financial stress in the family. When you are in a relationship, let's say you're um, going steady with someone, you guys plan on getting married, you guys plan on doing all this good stuff, or if you're in a marriage or you're in a serious relationship and you live with your your partner, um, it is important to always save for a rainy day. This quarantine kind of came unannounced. That's a dangerous thing when you're in a relationship because that causes emotional distress in a relationship. That also causes, like you said, a lot of arguments and... That also, that also causes for like, let's say, for example, the one that does have a job, the other one doesn't have a job, that causes extra stress on the one that's working. Because sometimes, like, unfortunately, in the world that we live in today, one person cannot afford all the bills by themselves. They just can't. That's why in a marriage nowadays, mom and dad are away working and the kids are being taken care of by school or somewhere else. Also, a lot of people lost their jobs in this quarantine because they had no one to leave their kids with. And that's that causes a lot of stress on a on a relationship. Now you have one person that's not working and then you have the other one that is working and can't make ends meet to pay the bills. And it's not their fault. It's just nowadays we live in a world where both parents or both people have to work in order to afford. Husband and wives don't always talk about their finances and they don't always tell each other what they have. Because remember, when you're married or you're in a relationship and you guys are living together, it's one relationship. You guys are under one roof. People want 
a partner that's going to help them improve. Finances can break a relationship in the sense of when you don't feel financially stable with someone, you choose to say, you know what, I'm not progressing with this person and I want to leave. It's a natural thing to want to grow with someone, especially when you're in a relationship. Your plan is to grow together. Right, right. And a lot of people keep money, the money topic, like a secret. Like there's some times where because you don't agree on spending habits, you'll purchase certain things. And I know this because this is coming from like our mom's era too. Like I know plenty of moms or friends that used to keep even money like hidden away, like to pay all the bills, but they'd still have like their little stash. Mm-hmm. They would keep secret from their husband. <laughs> Let me and- say something, my coworker. I love her to death. She's my work mommy. Um, she is always buying stuff on Amazon and this thing called QVC. And she has a boyfriend, you know, at home. And she's like, I have to buy this because I don't want him to see it. Or I have to, can I leave this in your car? Because I don't want him to see it. And tomorrow he's working late. So I've seen it. I've seen it. And I've been through it. And let me tell you, it is so annoying to have to do that. I'm, I'm not a big spender, but there's certain things that I, when I want something, like I have to get it. And so I'm that type of person that I'm like, I saw this. I want it right now. Like I'll go on Amazon and get it so I can get it tomorrow or in two days. So I'm that type of person. And I can't imagine like if I had to hide that from my significant other, I would be super stressed out or super like, how do you hide those things? Like where do you put them? I could give you some pointers just in case you need some. Okay. (laughs) But I'm going to tell you that it is really annoying. If I have to do that, that makes me feel completely uncomfortable. Yeah. If we're both paying the bills, if we're like our bills are paid Kids are taken care of, all this good stuff. And I have extra money left over because that's my money that I work really hard for. And I want to go out and I want to spend it on like jewelry, which is like, I'm fascinated with jewelry. Or makeup that I have like a vanity and the entire vanity full of makeup. Like I want to go spend it on whatever I want to go spend it on. So long as I'm not breaking your pocket or like I I stop paying a bill to get my stuff, it shouldn't be an issue. I love having my own money, let me tell you, because I think it's such a struggle to think about if I want something, I have to rely on someone else or my partner to get it. Also, I'm the type of person that I don't want to break someone's pocket. I don't want to ever make someone feel like like they have to spend X amount of money on me because of this. And even during quarantine, like we were tighter on our finances because I wasn't working. And luckily, I think we've had that relationship that we balance each other out when one of us is down, the other one is there to, to, pick, to pick the other one up and vice versa. Cause it's happened to us in both occasions, you know, and we've been pretty lucky enough to be open about our finances. Like money's already stressful. Now add that to a relationship mm. and, and you see how <laughs> stressful it can be mm. on top of that. I feel like when people have secrets, about money it can lead to people feeling insecure trust or -hmm. losing trust in a relationship right a lot of women are very independent most women are right and especially nowadays because most women work we have professions like really becoming bosses i've seen it first nowadays a lot of guys take the role of housewife because or house husbands Mm -hmm. because their partner makes more money and she's able to provide for both of them and they still have to take care of the kids 
So now, nowadays, it's not just the, the woman that has to stay home to take care of the kids while the guy's working. A lot of couples are actually switching places so the guy stays home and she's the one that goes off and works and makes the money, you know? Right, right. I feel like that is dangerous, though. Men tend to feel like they have loss of power and they also stop feeling like the men in the relationship. But that can happen to women, too. I know some women. Oh, yes. Yes, it does happen to women. You know, when the babies are younger, they stop working. But then once the kids are older, they want to get back out there and work and make their own money. I, I, it can go either way. I think as long as you communicate with your partner and you guys both agree and make decisions, because at the end of the day, you guys are living together and you're building a future together. And the reason money is such an iffy icky topic that people don't like to talk about is because a lot of people have insecurities themselves about Mm -hmm. money and their finances in a marriage i personally don't want to be with someone that i feel like is hiding something like if i am 100 open with you as a wife how much i make how much i have in the bank what i spend the money on like i feel like it is only fair for you to do the same the tiniest of secrets when it comes to finance finances can cause really big issues. And when I say issues, I mean especially trust issues in a relationship. I think this leads on to the next thing I wanted to mention is that a lot of times when people are in relationships, there's certain (laughs) boundaries you need to set, especially when it comes to certain things that trigger you or upset you or make you feel disrespected. Like I'm trying to remember, but there's been instances where my boyfriend had said something trying to be funny or joking. And I've like had to stop him right there and say like, you know, I don't like that. Like, I'm not comfortable with you saying that. I don't like that because of this, this and that. And the third, you know, and I feel like a lot of times people just, Oh, I was just joking. And then they keep doing it. And it just makes you feel as a person disrespected. This person doesn't respect you. If he doesn't respect your boundaries and your limits. One thing I'm 100% against, whether it's a partner or anyone in general, I don't like people, I don't like making people feel bad. I am 100% against that. And I feel like when you're in a relationship, it is important to keep that certain respect. Criticize your partner on appearances, on ways of being. I feel like that is something that plants insecurities into your significant other. And that causes a whole set of issues. It can cause arguments too between you guys because it's like, I already told you not to say that. You keep saying it and there you go, blowing off argument, going back and forth. You know? Right, right. I agree. Like, I feel like that's really sensitive. You don't, you don't talk about certain things and you're right. Boundaries need to be set. Like one thing also that I've always been told is like the moment that you or your partner lay a finger on each other. That's it. All respect is lost. And I agree with that 100%. Like, even if it's just playing around, when you put your hands on your partner, understand that a certain level of respect has been lost. And it's not to say that you shouldn't feel like you can't be open with your partner or be comfortable talking to them about anything because you do. However, you need to have those boundaries set because if this is something that tugs at your heartstrings sort of say or something Ooh, I like that, that tugs at your heartstrings yeah like tugs that. at your heartstrings or I like that I like that or really upsets you it's something that he or she should be aware of i feel like some people do especially in relationships express how they feel it also depends on the partner listening 
So speaking about other relationship problems, people don't really talk about. <laughs> I know that a lot of times family can come into play and drive a wedge between a partner or a relationship. <laughs> Luckily, I've, I've been very blessed to have great, I guess I can call them mother and father-in-law, right? Aww, <laughs> we're, not ma- we're not married yet, but... Um, you guys are married. You guys live together. That's it. Yeah. In the Spanish community, we talk about, let's be honest, in the Spanish community, my mom, my mom always says, when they live together, when two people live together, okay, they're married. They call it in Spanish, marinovio, like your boyfriend slash married. I remember you had called me once and you said, girl, you got married and you didn't tell me. And I was like, I was like, no, I didn't get married. I was ready to set your ass on fire. Like I was ready to set your ass on fire. So for those that are listening, this was only because she saw, she like ran into my dad. He ran into my parents. So this is how way back we go, right? So our parents are like, this right so my parents ran into her dad here in new york because they live pretty close and they're like oh yeah how's annie how's everything and he's like yeah she's doing really good with her husband and my mom's like oh yeah and he's married and i said what and he's married when bitch where like <laughs> it was like wait and I, I literally text you i was like um did you get married and not tell me anything because i'm about to blow a fuse like what she's like no no i'm not married not yet i'm like i'm not married yet but my parents refer to him as my husband and say that we are married to everybody but yes because in the spanish in the spanish culture when you guys are living together that's it like you're married but i'm really lucky that like i love his parents and my parents love him too so i think in that we're really lucky because i've had relationships in the past where i have not been too fond of their parent or their parents do things that I don't agree with or we clash. So that happens in a lot of relationships and that can drive a wedge in between someone. And let me tell you, now in quarantine, if you're quarantined with your significant okay. other and, and the in parents, girl, don't get me started. Please don't get me started. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. It definitely can cause a wedge in the relationship. Why? Because understand something like that person's family and your family are never going to leave your life. Unless you're one of those people that are totally okay with like not talking to your family for the rest of your life because of the person that you're married to. Your family is always going to be your family and that other person's family is always going to be their, their family. And that's something that you or the other person can't change. When your partner's family does something that you don't like or don't agree with, or they say something that's insulting, you don't address them directly because that's not your family and that is not your place. You address your partner because that is their family. And not only that, you don't want to get disrespectful because at that point, I feel like there is no coming back from that. There's never, you can never take that back. You address your partner and you tell them, look, your mom said some wild stuff and I'm not with it. Can you please address them on this? Not getting along with family members it definitely drives a wedge into your relationship it is uncomfortable it makes every experience with that person's family uncomfortable just about anything that you have to do with them is uncomfortable and i was gonna say the holidays must not be fun and i love holidays (laughs) you know what it's like to spend christmas like with somebody's family that you do not get along with like that is one effed up christmas not to mention that if you have kids with this partner 
and you can't stand their family your kids that's your kids family too like (laughs) like like you have to deal with them for the rest of your life it's unfortunate I really don't think that that's good and it's like how do you fix that how do you find a common ground how do you move forward from whatever drama or situation went on the only way that you can get over something like that is to look past it another way is to completely ignore it and ignore them and another way is to not associate yourself with them or with like your significant other's family which is close to impossible unless your significant other is okay with that and i also feel like that causes resentment in the long run may not be now may not be in 2 to 3 years from now maybe not maybe not even in 5 years from now but in 10 years from now when that person starts to miss their family they're going to resent you for it and it's just like that's really dangerous because it's really touchy it really depends on the person to be honest like on how they want to deal with that and how they choose to deal with it you can't keep it bottled up inside you're going to explode no. and it's not going to be healthy for you like you and your partner can probably find a quick fix for it you and your partner partner can figure it out together but talk about it it's not easy it's not easy to to not like someone's family especially when someone is really close to their family because like you said there's people that aren't as close to their family there's people that had a lot of family drama growing up and have resentment towards their own family and they understand you and then that's something to think about too when you guys are dating you know you've met the family prior to you guys having kids or hopefully at least (laughs) (laughs) but you've met the family prior to you guys getting married, having kids, you've seen their dynamic. When you ask someone, what is the number one important thing in a relationship? They're going to sit there and say communication. And yes, communication is extremely important. However, let's not forget that the second most important is compromise. And I feel like people forget that compromising in a relationship is without a doubt, next to communicating. It's not even second in line. It is hand in hand with communication. I can only say this in Spanish. Para que me sirves? Like, for what, what good is it for me to sit here and tell you and say, hey, look, Rosa, something that your mom said today, I just wasn't okay with, you know, it made me feel bad. It made me feel bad. And I just, I'm not okay with it. It made me feel uncomfortable. And you, for you to be like, well, I don't know what to tell you, but that's my mom and nothing's going to change. And I'm not going to tell her anything. You know, like, Right then and there, you're not compromising with your partner. You're not taking what they're telling you into consideration. People really forget that compromising in a relationship is super important. The fact that people don't want to compromise when it comes to anything, finances, family, anything. If the person's been like that from the get-go, this is when you have to realize these things that are important to you when you first meet this person. And before you build this whole family together, you know what I mean? Or, or right, spend right. years together because they show you that from the get-go. No, you're right. But a lot of the times people get blinded. You know that song, Love is Blind? Love is really blind. Like people get blinded. And a lot of the times they don't see it till much, much till it's late. Yeah, I know. And it happens a lot. That's why I always say, figure out yourself. If you, if you haven't listened to our first episode, you should go ahead. Yeah. Listen to the first episode on how to focus on yourself. And it really talks about how a lot of times people are blinded and and what they can do to avoid being that being way, blind. you know, and just focusing on themselves. Yeah. You know, but you know, since we're in the topic of family and talking about how sometimes family can cause a wedge between 
a relationship, I also think that sometimes you don't get along with the family too, because there's a lot of cultural differences that are between you and your partner. We're Puerto Rican, like Rose is Puerto Rican and Dominican. Um, Puerto Rican full-blown. Caribbeans tend to have a very similar culture, similar way of being. You know, our holidays are celebrated the same. Our food is also the, like it's very the same. Similar, like, yeah. <laughs> right. So it's like the cultures are intertwined when yeah. it comes to Puerto Ricans and Dominicans. Yeah. Now, when we're talking about South America, Hispanics, completely different from what we are. And I feel like there's a huge cultural difference. And I only talk about, and I'm using these as examples because from personal experience, mm -hmm. when it comes to being in a relationship with a lot of cultural differences, it makes it really hard. Like I had a boss that once told me that his father would tell him to always marry in his race. Every relationship will always come with five different issues. But when you marry outside of your culture or when you're with someone outside of your culture, it doubles the issues that you're going to have. And believe it or not, from personal experience, I 100% believe it. Some people embrace it. Some people like embrace both cultures. But I know that for others, it can be very difficult, especially when your culture, your heritage, your, your religion means a lot to you. And if this person doesn't have the same religion, doesn't celebrate the same holidays you do, doesn't believe in the same things you do. It can be something that can lead to potential problems. And I think that, again, it comes with you talking about it. When you're dating, if you're dating someone from a different culture, that's exciting at first because this is something that's foreign it's to like you. new discoveries, right? Exactly. This is something that's different to you. It's exciting. It's new. It's it's great. And then a few years down the line, then you start having the problems of, oh, but how come we're celebrating this when I want to do this, you know? Right, right, right. And that's when the bickering and the things come. But if you guys, from the get-go, if you accept his culture and you like it and, and you like their way of life, I think that you should be able to adapt to it over the years and be able to have it grow. Because I think for me... I just feel like it's exciting. And let's say, for example, when you have kids, you can bring on those traditions. You, you want your child to know about his background from your side, but also their dad or their, your significant other's side, you know? Right. Well, I mean, that's also a touchy topic because my son's father um, is from Spain, right? So there's a lot of cultural differences. Let me just break it down this way. Spain is in Europe. He's European and I'm American. And between and any American and European, like European, excuse me, can agree with me. Europeans and Americans are 100% opposite from each other. It is a touchy topic, especially when it comes to kids, because there are certain cultural habits that we're not used to. And I'm, well, let me speak for myself, that I'm not used to. So when it came down to teaching my kid cultural habits from the other side I had difficulty with because I didn't agree with it because in Spain they're used to kissing each other both times one cheek and another cheek here in America you kiss one time they're also used to kissing children on the mouth here in America we don't do that that is a huge no-no and it's just like I just want to I'm just using this an example as an example because 
every time my son's father kissed him on the on the mouth it would drive me up the walls why because to me i'm automatically thinking well the bacteria in your mouth is freaking disgusting and why the hell are you kissing a child you know what i'm saying like these are things that are going on in my head but for their culture that's completely normal and it's absolutely okay for you to do that you know what i mean and in our culture it's like that is 100% wrong and you just don't do that but but you could talk about it with your partner and say okay this is how you're used to things this is how i'm used to things this is what i'm comfortable with this is what i'm not comfortable with because it's also i think it's also not fair for you to not accept his way of wanting to raise his child you know no, you guys have to i'm not saying that i don't accept it but i'm what i am telling you is like i'm using that as an example because it's difficult sometimes yeah. to accept it you know what i mean because it's like a culture shock right right exactly that like it's like i was raised this way you're raised that way i don't know how comfortable i'm i am with you doing things like that you know what i mean and sometimes like i would say it and i would voice it and like he's just looking at me like lady you crazy you know i kind of think of this as if also parenting styles so even if you are in the same culture my parenting style might be different from my partner's in the way that we want to raise our kids or if we want them to be homeschooled or go to public school, et cetera. I feel like you can think of it that way. And the way I would solve that, it would be like, listen, let's really talk about this. This is my point of view on this topic. This is your point of view on that topic. We need to figure out a middle ground because it's going to be what's best for both of us, for our family. And who's to say that you don't create a new way of of raising them. You come to a compromise, like you said, there's a compromise you guys have to come to. There's a conclusion that you guys need to come to where you're both- Both of you always have to be willing to make that compromise though. Yeah, you both have to be willing to make the compromise and you both have to be comfortable with the final outcome. And once you are, that's where you move forward from that. And it, it might be something that's a beautiful thing and you make your own new tradition, your new- way of living for your family because you right, don't have right. to you don't have to always just stick to what you know you have to be open to the new possibilities and seeing the new things that that can come from that situation how to how to save your relationship you communicate and you compromise and you compromise <laughs> they, they go hand in hand like it's not just communicating is key, number one key nope communication and compromise is the number one key because there's no point like i said of you communicating when the other person is not compromising themselves to listen my mom also always says el que no coge consejo no llega viejo those who don't take advice don't get to the older age basically and i don't think if i translated that correctly but however the point of that saying is sometimes you have to be open and willing to take advice, open and willing to listen, and open and willing to change. Let's not forget when you're with someone, you're with someone day in and day out. The purpose of a relationship is for it to prosper into something bigger and more beautiful. And I feel like the best relationships are when people are like, like when couples are like best friends. Yeah. When you guys are open and willing to tell each other everything and you guys take each other's advice, you um, basically like lean on each other for everything. This person has to be your best friend. Like you may lose friends over time, over the years, but this partner's the one that's going to be there with you for the pretty much the rest of your life. Right. So 
you have to like really get along with this person right, <laughs> for, right. For, for the sake of both of you. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's beautiful when people are in a relationship for years and years and they still love each other. Now, even though you may be best friends with your partner and you guys may have great communication and have a great relationship, over the years, a lot of couples have a hard time staying connected or keeping the romance alive when they're in a relationship, whether it's due to stress, lack of time, work or kids getting in the way, you know, in every relationship, it happens that there's a moment or a point where you guys need to reignite the spark. (laughs) And sometimes people in a relationship don't talk about this. And (laughs) unfortunately, when you don't talk about it, it makes, especially, I'm, I'm going to say it from a woman's perspective, like, if I'm feeling like, oh my God, it's been how long since we've been intimate together or whatever, or you're not romantic anymore, I'm going to take it as a sign of you're not attracted to me. This is something that you need to talk to your partner or figure out ways that you guys can reignite the spark. Be romantic or find those pockets of time where you guys take each other out on dates. I know it's kind of hard right now because we're in quarantine, but there are other things that you guys can do to just kind of reconnect. Find time, but you can also make time. Just like you make time to go pick up the kids from school, just like you make time for work, make time for your partner. Because unfortunately, we live in a world nowadays where... Love has become harder to find because sex became easier to find. It's important because it's very easy for your partner or for you to look elsewhere when you're not being taken care of at home. And that happens in a lot of marriages. When a man or a woman is not getting what they need from their partner at home, it becomes extremely simple and extremely easy to look outside. Uh, my mom always says, Nunca dejes el pájaro que tiene en la mano para coger el que está volando. So never let, never let go of the bird that you have in your hand to get the one that's flying. When it comes to intimacy, when it comes to privacy, when it comes to going on dates, keeping those sparks that Rosa said alive, it is really important to make time for that, especially um, in a long-term relationship. Even for me, last year I was traveling a lot. Like I was barely home. Most of the time I was away at work in a different state. And the one thing that kind of saved us, because I know this was really hard, especially on my partner. The one thing that really saved us was that whenever I did get a day off, I I would travel home. Like there were times where I would travel home every weekend, or I would travel home for 24 hours just so I could see my partner. And and make time for him, you know? Listen to your partner. Listen to what she wants. Listen to what she likes. Because let me tell you, but my best friend says this all the time. He's a guy. El que no atienda su tienda, alguien se la atenderá. So in other words, if somebody's not taking care of their store, someone else will take care of it. And with that, we're going to wrap up this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And make sure you guys send us an email if there's a story you guys want to share if there's some advice you guys need or if you guys want to add on to what we were saying just send us an email at ask us at stoop t.com that's a-s-k at s-t-o-o-p-t-e-a dot c-o-m 
Yes, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Stoop Tea, and follow us on Instagram. And we appreciate you. Again, I just want to reiterate, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I really did enjoy this episode a lot. And thank you guys for listening. We appreciate all of you. Thank you guys. And I hope you guys have a great day. (laughs) Bye. Bye.